Hello and welcome to episode 10, I think it is, of the Synergy podcast. And today I am pleased to be hosting Jordan Stafford. Uh, he is a hybrid coach and athlete and he is the founder of the Average to Athlete Training Protocol uh, that helps both general population and athletes get a lot stronger, fitter, healthier, more powerful and more confident. Jordan is someone who I've been in touch with for a little while through Instagram. Uh, he's completed some remarkable athletic feats, including a 100-mile race at the tail end of last year. Uh, and I really love his attitude to training, his approach to delivering content, his positivity. And I like the way he delivers his messages. They've all got a really serious touch to them, but with a good bit of humour as well, which I think makes him really personable and just a boss lad as well. So, welcome, Jordan. I will start with this question. What inspired you to be a coach and to get into the fitness space yourself? Well, start with thanks for having me. Appreciate You're it. Um, nice to share the message. So, I've come from like from a background of training, trained all my life, love sports, love being involved in, in team sports. And over the years, I think it, it just naturally progressed into like into wanting to help other people, um, into wanting to help other people achieve achieve their goals and achieve the things that I believe you know, we've all got got the right to do. So I think it was just like a, a natural progression for me to go from like, from being so involved in training from like from a young kid playing football and like right through then to going in, into boxing and then being involved in like the functional fitness stuff. I think it was just a natural progression for me to want to wanna help others. Um, it was just a feeling. I was inspired. I was inspired to share a message and and I felt it was the perfect time to then take that step then into helping others. Do you know what I mean? Lovely. Yeah, lovely, lads. Brilliant. And, like, something I've always noticed about you as well, and I don't know whether this has always been the case, but you're very, very positive with the way you go about things. Um, I've very rarely seen you, if any time at all, seen you post anything with any negativity. And, like, the stuff you post is very inspirational. Have you always been a positive person or is that something that has come a little bit later on in life or something that you've had to work on? Listen, like, it's a work in progress every single day. You know, we're working towards working towards being the best version that we can be. Um, you know, I'm not going to just sugarcoat things that, like, you know, we've I've had challenges, you know, got in my life, in my career, you know, from a young age, you know what I mean? It hasn't always been easy, but one thing as as I progress, you know, in in my own journey, in my own fitness journey, and my own journey of life, I find that to get the best results out of anything, we've got to show up with that with that attitude, like you know, rolling over, you know, and not and 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 like showing up with in a negative in a negative light. You, we're not going to get anything from that. You know what I mean? There's, there's there's no good to come from that. Like you have to you have to show up and and they say like you know your frequency. You you need to be if you want to attract these things and these people and and open these doors in life. You 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 have to show up in it in that manner. Do you know what I mean? Um yeah. Like what you give to the what you give out, you will attract. And I genuinely believe that that's that that's the truth because you know there's times when you know things have been tough and and things have been challenging and and if you were to roll over then you know no one's going to come and help you do you know what i mean you have yeah. to you have to show up with that attitude and and like i say then then doors will open you will attract them things in life so it comes with time 
and it, it comes with a lot of a lot of work. It's it's a daily it's a daily battle. Do you know what I mean? Um, and that and and that's that's the message that I want to share. Like it's things aren't just going to be given to us. We have to show up. Do you know what I mean? A hundred percent, lad. And I think, like for me, I I haven't always been a positive person. That's still something like I I try and work on. But for me, like positivity is a little bit more of a mindset. It's more like a way forward, like a way of moving with things, a way of having self-belief. Like, obviously, me and you, we, we both own businesses. You're pretty much the only person who's rooting for you, aren't you? When, when you're owning a business, like, it all falls back to you. And I think if you've got that attitude of, like, being negative or feeling like your business is going to be a failure or even feeling like you're going to fail at something you're trying to achieve in the gym, like, I think you you beat yourself before you even start if you've got that attitude. And I think that's... A lot of people don't really buy into the whole, like, the positivity, the, the frequency, like, the, the law of attraction, that kind of thing, and that's fine. But I think there's more than one way of looking at it. It's not just a case of the, the spiritual side, but it's, like, having having the attitude of the fucking the go-getter, the person who goes out and, and gets shit done. And I think them two things work hand-in-hand, don't they? No, 100%, mate, definitely, you know, like, you don't have to be, like, all, all, all spiritual, you know, to, to realise that, 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 like, what you give to, what you give out, you get back, do you know what I mean? It's, in, in my experience of, of life, and, you know, I'm 32, and I've probably, you know, probably in the last five years is where I've really started to, like, find myself and find who I was and, and what my purpose was in this world, do you know what I mean? Um, and like you just said, you wasn't always positive. Like, I spent a lot of years just, like, rolling through life and not even being aware of of, of anything, of this, you know what I mean, of this mindset thing. So um, I think, like, it's most definitely, you know, to progress in, in life, you, you have to show up with that with, with that right attitude. Like, that, 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 you know, it's first and foremost, attitude's everything. How yeah. you show up in the world, you know yeah, what I mean. Hundred percent, lad. hundred percent. I couldn't agree more with that. And I think it get it gets to a point in life where like a switch just kind of flicks in that regard, where you feel, do you know what, like I am a little bit more aware of of the things I'm doing, of the choices I'm making. And I think like. I always say this, it's fine to live your life on autopilot if your autopilot is programmed correctly, but if it isn't, then you're just rolling through life with these negative habits, with this negative attitude, and that was what I found myself doing. Like, I was obviously a, a very bad pothead, and I was just convincing myself that this that was kind of the way forward and the way I cope with things, and it wasn't until I, I like, took a step back and was like, hang on, what the fuck are you doing, lad? Like, you, you're a grown-up, do you know what I mean? And you're just spending all your time fucking arsing about like, I think that point where the awareness kind of sets in, I think that's a pivotal moment. Was there any one, like, particular moment that made you realise that, or was it, like, more of a gradual thing? No, no, for sure. So, like, my whole life changed when I had kids. So, uh, like, I've got two kids. I've got two boys, seven and seven and four, Clark and Killian. So I was 24 when when Killy, when Clark was born, sorry. And that was, that was a moment for me where, like, I realised that, Wow, what am I doing? Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I'm I'm rolling through life here, just like coasting through, going out drinking, partying. You know, I was surrounding myself with not the wrong crowd. Not necessarily they're the bad bad people, but for me, like it wasn't in line. And then 
that's when, like, because I went through a bout of, like, you know, I'll openly say it because it's the truth. I went through a phase where I was, like, depressed and down and, and lonely and sad because I was, like, the life I live in wasn't serving me and what I actually valued in life. See, people go through life not even knowing who they are, not knowing what they value. Like you've just said, you know, just coasting through, smoking pot, doing what, going out, taking the, whatever it may be, do you know what I mean? And then there comes a point where, where in every human's life where you go, hang on a minute, is this life saving me? Is this what I actually want out of life? And nine times out of ten, you'll realise it's not. And then that's when that's when things, that's when you start feeling low and you're like, well, hang on a minute, I'm a happy person. I'm, I don't know what's going on here. And then and then you become, you got to go through a lonely phase in life because obviously you, the people who you're around you're thinking, well, this isn't saving me no more. So you have to, you have to show up. Then you have to grow up. Do you know what I mean? And then there's like two ways that can go. It either makes you or it breaks you. Do you know what I mean? And this is where a lot of people will go wrong because it'll it, it can break them. And then that's when you you're seeing a lot of like sad things happening and and the likes of suicide and all that because people can't handle this and they don't know. People are scared to reach out as well to people like us. Do you know what I mean? You can actually help people. People don't. They think, oh, there's something wrong with me. I'm a we. I'm weird. I'm strange because they're having these thoughts, and you know what I mean. They don't know how to take that. So I think that this is a message that I want to share and I I want to spread is because I've been down. You know, like when I went on this path, you know, call it what you want, but for me, it's like it was a big change. There was a fork in the road, and I went one way, and and I'm glad that that. And I went through a time, a couple of years where I was lost. I was like, wow, what's going on? Like, and. It's only been gradually I've actually realised all the things and the feelings I was feeling, like, and I can see now why, exactly why I've done what I've done. And, yeah, it's all made sense to me now. Do you know what I mean? And, like, I feel like this is, a, this is you know, I can share now. I should go and share this information with people because, like, I've lived it, I've been down, and now I'm, and, and things have come together. Do you know what I mean? So, like, You've just got to, like, stick in when times get tough. Do you know what I mean? 100%, lad, yeah. And I think, like, what what you're saying there, I think a lot of fellas go through this in particular. Like, women do as well, but I feel like, as men, we have, like, this set group of friends that we've had since we were kids, and then you can't... You might get to a point in your life where you think, fucking hell, like, I don't actually want from my life what perhaps they want from their life and like you say it's not that they're bad people or whatever you just might be at different stages in your life and your business and obviously you had kids some of your mates probably didn't have kids and you get to that point where you're like you've got to kind of make a decision whether you pull back a little bit and focus on yourself but then you think oh shit i'm gonna be lonely like and i think that stops a lot of people from actually branching out and going and being with the people you want to be with and doing the things they want to do because they feel like they're going to be doing it all on their own. Um, and I think that's a big thing that fellas don't necessarily talk about. So I'm glad that it's something that you've kind of made it your purpose to to almost go out and help them people. And I think as coaches as well, we have quite a big responsibility on our shoulders because you do get a lot of people coming to you who are vulnerable, who are lost, who are feeling a little bit down. And it's almost your job to build them back up and give them the confidence that they need to progress and that they need to maybe branch out a little bit more. Do you think that's like probably the most rewarding part of your job is seeing people come out of the shell a little bit? 
yeah, yeah, most definitely. It's a lot more, you know, it's a lot more than than just the physical aspect. You know, as you say, of being a coach, it's about like for me, it's about bringing the best out of out of people in general. Do you know what I mean? I mean, I get like a lot of joy out of seeing the growth in, in you know in all areas of life. That like I say, like that's what that's what I specialize. That's what I, what what lifts me up the most. Do you know what I mean? Is seeing people branching out and seeing people coming out of the shell and, and becoming their best version and living their authentic true self. Do you know what I mean? That's that's massive. That's massive for me as a coach, for sure. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I think like people look at PTs and they probably just think, oh, we do. We're just rep counters. Like we just go, yeah, this is how you lift this. This is how you lift that. But in actual fact, like when you make a good connection with a client you realise how many areas of life you're actually guarding them in. Like, it's not just the fitness, but they're coming to you, they're speaking to you about issues they're having at home, they're speaking about the job, and then it's almost your job to wear all these different hats and be like, oh, fucking hell, you want to, like, try and guide this person the best you can. There is so much more than fitness, and I think fitness is a a really good catalyst for improving yourself, because you can probably attest to this, but the amount of times you'll have someone come in and and have this, I can't, I can't, I can't attitude, and then when you see that change around in the fitness, all of a sudden you notice, like, in their life, they start doing well and making better choices because they've pushed themselves out <laughs> of the comfort zone a little bit. And they've had the realisation that actually, like, I can get get to the other side of this difficult challenge and I can do that in all areas of life. Is that kind of what inspired the average to athlete kind of protocol that you've developed? Yeah, so basically the the average to athletes come from like well let me just let me just like make a little point on what you've just said there. I think for everyone in life, like physiology is is key. You know what I mean? Like I've said this on a on a on a put a post on not long ago, and it and it was like you know you can't ever think your way out of a problem. You know what I mean? Like you know if you've got things going on, you can't sit there and think your way out of it because that will never work. You need to use your physical body and you use your physiology in order to to be able to put yourself in a better state. So for me, it's a found fitness and exercise is a foundation for 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 being for developing the ability and the strength to then overcome any situation where whatever it is in life you know whether you know hardships or relationships or you know jobs you know horrible bosses whatever it may be like if you once you get once you get your body moving and you release the endorphins and, and you're getting fitter and stronger every decision you make will 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 progress and be better that's 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 my opinion over years and like you know i've been saying to myself for like seven since i was 17 solid solid like it's become like it's up in body training it's it's what i do um average to athlete is basically inspired from my own experience of being an average lad young kid from from you know from a council estate you know one of eight i've got seven brothers and sisters you know things wasn't easy as as a kid for us you know what i mean um grew up on the streets like yourself smoking weed doing wrong things mixing with the wrong people for a lot of years, you know what I mean? And then it's like, well, I've completely shaped my life around from an average kid. And I'm safe to say now I've created an athlete level of fitness and an athlete life, lifestyle, really. I live my life as an, I'm an athlete. That's what I do every single day. Now, I, you know, people 
like a lot of and you know we're just going to be honest because this is you know honesty is the best policy like there's a lot of years where people looked at me and thought that I thought I was better than other people or like you know like in a in a crowd in the wrong crowd basically and you know the people would looked at me like I like I thought I was better or I was better like I'm no better than anyone I never have been I never will be we're all equal do you know what I mean but this is all I've done is just work hard every day to get to to, to this level and, and 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 created an athlete level of fitness so the whole the whole um basis of that average to athlete is if I can do it you can do it, we can all do it, then it's just creating the foundation and giving, you know, the blueprint of, of, of how to do it. And everyone's different, you know what I mean? And everyone's goals are going to be different. But, you know, the attitude remains the same. Whether or not you you play football or you play tennis or you're a CrossFit, CrossFit athlete or you, 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 you do kettlebells, you need you still need to show up with the right attitude. And, and, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm building a solid foundation to be able to help people to build that attitude, you know what I mean? That's that's my yeah. goal. That's, that's why I'm doing what I'm doing. Yeah, it's possible. It's, it's very commendable. And I think, like, what, what you're saying, obviously, about, you know, you're just like everyone else. I think, in reality, like, there's nothing wrong with having the confidence of knowing you've worked hard for something and you want to show that off in, in whatever way. Obviously, there's a fine line where it would become, like... Always. You know, you, you see some people who are a little bit cocky with it. And I think one of the main problems with some of the coaches and PTs we see today is that they, they do kind of act a little bit like that and almost like the, like a cult leader type thing where they feel like they're so much superior to everyone else. But at the end of the day, we're, we're all just people, do you know what I mean? And we're not necessarily, I mean, you obviously compete in races and stuff like that, but we're not necessarily competing with anyone else but ourselves. So at the end of the day, like everyone has got the ability to turn themselves into the best version of themselves. And granted, genetics play a part, certain things play a part, but you've shown yourself like anyone can do it. Literally anyone can do it. And people love to look at people like you and go, well, look at his physique, look at this, you know, he's, he's got good genetics. But people ignore how much fucking hard work has gone into building that over the years like you could have the best fucking genetics in the world but if you've got the wrong attitude you're not going to get anywhere with it no definitely i definitely i definitely agree definitely definitely agree with that and like you say there's a fine line like between like being arrogant and 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 you know being cocky and being arrogant like you you, you know we, we're all equal as humans and i i'm you know i make a, a point to be as genuine and as humble as possible do you know what i mean like we are all human beings, we all bleed the same. We all get the same amount of hours in the day. Like, let's just come together and and be nice. You know what I mean? Let's just all be nice to each other. Like the world would be a better place. It genuinely would. You know what I mean? There's so many people like you, like snarling each other and all, like you know, and and like cat and like talking about each other. The amount of times you hear people just gossiping about stuff. It's like, no, let let's let's how are you? How's your day? What's going on? For you know what I mean? How are you? Like, how yeah. are you? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, when you, when you start the conversation with someone, it's like, oh, how's work or how's this or are you still doing that? It's like, no, I'm going a minute. How are you? You know what I mean? How are you? Like that. And I think this is what, again, this is another thing that we just want to like keep pushing. It's just like, be kind, be nice to each other, man. Make things yeah, a better yeah. place. 
I think that's you know it, mean? lad. And like, this is a space that, like, the fitness space should be a place of positivity. And what it ends up turning into is people being competitive and people being bitchy. And like, I'm I'm guilty of it myself, lad. When I first started, like, I had a bit of a chip on my shoulder about certain coaches, and I thought, like, you know, he's doing this or she's doing that, and I don't agree with it, and all this, that, and the other. And at the end of the day, I got to the point where, like, I was that invested in my own clients and my own business that I just think really give a fuck about whether they're doing this or they're doing that. If I see them, I'll just be like, what's happening? You're okay? Like, just be nice to people at the end of the day. People have their own style. People have their own fucking methodologies of things. And I think one of the big things I realised was, like, I need to stop trying to put the world to rights all the time. And I just need to get on with my own thing because I believe in that. And it doesn't matter how much or how little I believe in in other people's business or other coaches' business. It was just about me believing in myself. And when I started kind of looking at it that way, I stopped viewing other people as like a threat and having that that closed mindset and start having a bit more of the abundance mindset where I'm like, you know what? Like, there's enough going around for everyone to succeed as long as we're all kind of supporting each other type thing. So... I think what you're what you're saying there is, is is absolutely correct, and it is something I've only recently learned to do. In all honesty, um, speaking of kind of turning yourself into an athlete, so hundred mile race, how much of a mental war was that for you, and how did you train your mind to deal with that? Because that was around about twenty twenty four ish hours of running, that were more a little bit less. No, so basically, it was a hundred mile race. So the so. You get it, you log, you get a GPX, so you get, like, if anyone knows, you get it, you Garmin watches, they're really good. So the race sends you the map on a GPX the day before. So it was May, so it was like, it was hot, it was like 26 degrees, there weren't a cloud in the sky. So they send you the race the day before, so it was actually 104 miles. So we were like, what the hell, it's 100 miles, just throw another four on, like, come on, like, it's not long enough. <laughs> so... So then, sorry, it was 102, and then they changed it. So the the route the route changed. So it was then 104 miles. So 104 miles, blazing sun, running all day. So the race the race started at 6 a.m. and the aim was to get 100 miles done in 24 hours. That was that was the goal. Sub 24, happy days. That's that's averaging like. 13 minute miles give and take you've got 10 checkpoints because you've got to stop at a checkpoint reload your water and like whatever supplements you're having like tailwind and he's having like taking a lot of carbs mixes on um so average like 13 minute miles so done the 24 we got so we've done it with me two of two of my mates we've done it together um and we got the 24 we got the 24 hours, sub-24 hours we got it in. I think it took us 23.56 to do the 100, but it turned into 109 miles. So, because you're following a watch, basically, for over 100 miles across farmland, there's farm gates, and, like, with it being spring, everything was starting to grow. So the bushes, they were all bush, you couldn't see, and it, like, kept running past. So we ended up running 109 miles, so it took 26 and a half hours. Um, I mean... For me, it was the biggest achievement of my life, my whole life. And it's it's like it's hard to ex- really explain like how how you train for it, how you condition your mind. But what I would say is, I know like you'll get what I mean. So like 
as an example, you're going on a 10-mile run, right? Eight miles are easy. You come to your last two miles, and that's when your brain starts to go a little bit dopey, and, you, and that's when your body starts to feel it, because you know it's yeah. coming to an end. Do you know what I mean? It's like doing a kettlebell session. You've done what? You're doing 15 reps. You get to 13. It's like, oh, last two, killer. Do you know what I mean? So, like, in my mind, 70 to 80 miles, I wouldn't say it was easy because it's a lot of hours. It's it's a lot of pounding on your ankles and your knees in the sun, hot. Um, but your mind is it's so much stronger than we think. Do you know what I mean? And like it's quite cliche because you hear it all the time. You've got like David Goggins and all that's like forty percent real. I never knew what forty percent was until I was mile ninety two in the middle of the night. And my knee was gone, and I'm in a bush in Runcorn at the side of the Runcorn Bridge. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm like, I can't carry on here. And then that's when, like, now that's when you really find what you're made of. You know what I mean? That was when I, I thought, right, get up, keep moving, and just keep it moving. That's why I always say now, keep it moving, because I'm just like, right, keep it moving, because. I still had 18 miles to go at that point, you know what I mean? And now you're getting to, like, it's 3 o'clock in the morning. And then I had to run through a mile nettle bush, a big field, just full of nettles, stung everywhere. Um, but I think, you know, in regards to the mindset, I, I think once you've told yourself you can do something, your body will your body will listen, you know what I mean? And it will adapt and it will do it. Because I find, right, like, whenever I'm doing a big event that I know is going to challenge me body, it's going to push me and it's going to take me to places, you know, like dark places, I I get a certain feeling days before. Like, I feel like I get, like, a little bit sick. Like, my body, it's like it's protecting me. It's like, well, let's chill because it knows. Do you know what I mean? It genuinely knows. So, like... We 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 live in a society where we like molly molly coddled, you know what I mean? Like it's it's easy, but too comfortable, do you know what I mean? And that's society today. You can't do that. You can't do this. Well, you know, there's enough people out there showing you. Actually, you can. You know what I mean? And within doing that, there's so much growth. Like finishing that race was the best feeling I've ever felt in my entire life. And I, I carried that for like three weeks. Three weeks after that race, I was like so high. Do you know what I mean? Like the just the feeling. It's hard to describe. Do you know what I mean? Um, I would definitely 100%. I'm not saying a 100 mile race, but you know, like, like you, you know yourself, a marathon. A marathon's a big, big deal. You know, like people speak to me like I don't understand. Like, you know, someone will say, Oh, three mile on a run, five mile, and they'll be like, "Oh, that that's not a lot to you." I'm like, "Hang on a minute." I remember smoking bifters, running in one tens. You know what I mean? And I couldn't run. <laughs> but this is it's the truth. I remember running when I like, you know, when I first started getting into fitness at seventeen, I was smoking bifters and wearing one tens, and I went on a run and I ran a mile and a half and I couldn't breathe. You know what I mean? So it's like, I know what it's like. But I've just, just I've just trained for that long and I've done it that much now. I've obviously and I've created the, that that level of fitness. So I think it's you know like challenge yourself in whatever area it may be. You know what I mean? Like if you if you're interested, 
you know, reach out and, and do the things that, that light you up. You know what I mean? And I know we all it's natural to feel anxious and, and feel like doubtful about things, but we have to break through that. You know what I mean? You've got to break through that fear and break through that doubt and on the other side of that. There's 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 glory, do you know what I mean? There's there's, there's happiness, there's contentment. Like for me, I find that like in doing these things that are tough and these things that are challenging and like delay gratification, you know what I mean? Not eating the chocolate bar and not doing these things which are gonna give you that, that sense of like joy now in order to grow in confidence and, and self belief and self esteem, you have to have to take control and show discipline and over time again it mightn't happen overnight, you know what I mean? But over time you will feel it starting to grow and you'll feel yourself feeling better and feeling stronger. You'll you know what I mean? You'll know yourself from like going from being that kid who was sort of hating the world and smoking pot, you know what I mean? Now you're going into this man, it's like, oh hang on a minute. You start to feel that, you know what I mean? And all these things that you hear people talking about that you don't actually understand because you haven't experienced it. It's hard to understand something if you haven't experienced it. Like no offence to any coaches or any PTs out there, but, you know, it's hard to coach someone to do something that you've never done or you, you know what I mean? You can't do because you know what it's like to be there. That's why for me, having all these experiences, I can, I can then like really connect with that person because I've done it and know what it's like. And experience beats any qualification any day of the week. In my opinion, do you know what I mean? So like, yeah. yeah so I, I think you know, do the things that are challenging. If you want to grow, do what's hard, and do what you least want to do. But you know, there's growth in, in it. When I say do at least what you want to do, don't go and do things that are bad for you. Do you know what I mean? Things that you know are are going to be challenging, even just down to like a cold shower. You know, there's a lot of talk about a cold shower. I am an advocate for, for cold water exposure massively. Only because I know, again, experience and how it makes me feel. You know what I mean? I'm not doing it because someone else is doing it. I'm doing it because how I know it makes me feel. Do you know what I mean? And the discipline it creates because you can be standing there for 10 minutes in front of that water like, wow, I don't want to get in there. Do you know what I mean? But after it's like, boom, there's one thing achieved today. You know, if I don't achieve anything else, at least I've achieved one thing that was difficult. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's a really good answer, lad, yeah. And I think, like, you mate, you've touched on a lot of good points there. And particularly with the run as well, I'm sure, like, when you when you first sign up to, like, a 100-mile race or something, it's, it's something that scares you. And it's like, for me, I remember last January the 1st, I just put something on Instagram because I didn't have a coach. I just had myself and I put something on Instagram. I was like, hey, I'm going to run a marathon this year. And I thought, that's the fucking stupidest thing I've ever wrote, but it's out there now. And I'm holding myself accountable to it. And I'm going to be honest with you, I fucking hate the feeling before a run. Like, I'm sat there thinking, I cannot be arsed with a run. I'm not even that sure that I actually like running, but what I do like is the feeling after it, the feeling of achieving something. And next week, next Sunday, I've got my third marathon in 10 months now. And I fucking... I think it's safe to say I hate running. <laughs> like, I don't like it until I'm about fucking eight miles in and then I go, yeah, this feels nice now. Like, that's something that I do because I know it's a challenge, but also because 
I know how good for your cardio is. And like you said, you've got to have experience doing something if you want to coach people. I want to coach people and help them run because I know that's a common goal for people. And I thought, who the fuck am I to sit here and go, do you know what? Yeah, you should be running this, you should be running that if I'm not doing it. Like I had that attitude for so long where I was like, I have the knowledge, so I'll just tell you to do it. And then it got to a point where I was like, fuck that. No, like, and I want to have achieved anything that my clients want to achieve, and I want to make sure that I've got that boxed off and I've done it multiple times to the point where I know the ins and outs of it. And that's why I'm doing another marathon. And I think at some point I want to do an ultra myself. But that seems like, again, it's one of them things, 100 miles. I know how hard 26.2 miles is. Like, I get to the end of that and I'm thinking, fucking hell, like, I could not imagine doing that four times on the spin. So, like, the fact that you've completed that is unbelievable. Um, and I've got a mate as well, Andy Kelly, and he runs, he's doing like challenges all the time. He's doing one in, um, done one in America where he done four 100 mile races in four weeks. He's doing oh, a yeah, 240 yeah. mile race. He's fucking, he's doing things that you look and you think like, how is that even humanly possible? Do you know what I mean? Like there's just things that you look at and you think, I can't comprehend that someone can do that. And then you've got people who are sat at home going, Oh, I can't get up and go for a walk today. Oh, I, I can't get in the gym today because I've only got an hour. I've only got this. And it's just people making excuses for themselves all the time. And you've just got to look around you, like you say, and go, well, hang on a minute. He's got a job. He's got kids. He's in a relationship. How can he do all that? And you can't. You can. It's just like the belief in yourself. And it's the exposure to hard things where you know, right, I've done that. I can fucking, I can do this. I can push on and I can, I can go harder again. I think that that leads me into the next question for you. So when I look at your physique, you look like someone who's solid, you're fucking lean, you're muscular, and yet you're doing a shitload of cardio. What would you say to people who say that cardio interferes with your ability to gain muscle? Well, I think what you put in your body is, is massive. Do you know what I mean? Like nutrition and the amount of calories you put into your body is is going to impact that massively. Um, I think there's there's enough people just been sitting on a chair with me legs crossed and I, I can't really feel my legs. <laughs> uh, I'm literally on a chair. Um, I think I think it's an easy way out. Do you know what I mean? It's an easy way out way out of out of a situation. Like you know, I don't I don't look at myself and think oh, I'm this big hunk or you know what I mean. I I lift weights every most days, and I run most days. Or and I'll functional fitness train. I'll do med concessions. I'll do loads of air work. So I think for me, <clears throat> there's enough people out there to show that it's not true. It's not true. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. You know, if you're going to be going into, if you're going into, if you want to gain massive muscle mass. And you want to, you know, you, you're looking to be a strong man or you're looking to go into shows. It's different. It's completely different. But if you want to keep a healthy, you know, a, a good physique, decent amount of muscle, you can run and lift weights as long as you're eating enough calories in order for you to do it. And I think, again, self-belief and mindset is is massive. Like you were saying, people just sit on the couch. It's like every, like, there's, there's, there's also, like, levels to 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 fitness too as well levels to, to the mindset and it just takes and a lot of it comes with time so um i think depending on on your goals 
Do you know what I mean? Depending how much muscle mass you want to gain or, you know, how heavy you want to be able to lift. You know, if you're looking to be a strong man and deadlift 800 pounds, I wouldn't recommend going and running a half marathon every day. Do you know what I mean? I just think get to know your body yourself because you don't feel like people actually understand like how they f- like fueling up and and what works for them do you know what i mean you know you've got like all this carnivore diet and all that's just like do people even know what's going on do you know what i mean did he know what the body needs and when it needs it like do you know what i mean i don't think enough people do know that it's not until you actually take this thing serious and then, like, and start checking in with your body. Like, I know what when what my body needs, what what fuel it needs, when it needs it. Do you know what I mean? Like, when I'm tired, I'll know. Do you know what I mean? So also, you've also got to listen to your body. But I think you've just got to, you've got to be, you've got to have a goal, right, in order for you to be in the right frame of mind. Because and once you're in the right frame of mind, everything else. Will, will will follow. Everything else comes with it. Do you get what I mean? Like if you're, I took your ass, right? And you're in a bad place, you're not going to have energy. You're not going to have energy. Do you know what I mean? So a lot of energy comes from your mindset and the decisions you're making and where you're going. You can eat the best food in the world, but if you're fucking like, you know, if you're fucking eating the best food in the world and, and snorting cocaine or something and drinking booze, do you know what I mean? And your head took your ass, you're not going to get them. You're not going to be able to perform well or you're not going to see the benefits that you want to see. Do you know what I mean? There's a lot of factors within this, man. And having a goal for me and having something to strive towards gives me energy. Do you know what I mean? That's yeah. it's massive, man. It's massive. So you can you can still build muscle and, 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 and run marathons all day. There's enough people out there doing it. I see people doing it. Look at Ross Edgley. Have you seen the size of that guy? So yeah, he's, <laughs> he's, he's massive, lads. Do you know what I mean? You've got Nick Bear. Look at that guy. He's a monster. There's enough guys out there who are doing it. Don't get me wrong. Like you say, everyone's got families and and whatever. And it, it some people will be oh, it must be nice for them. But if you listen to Cameron Ains, Cameron Ains is like oh, it must be nice because everyone says to him oh, it must be nice to be able to do that. It must be nice to do that. But if you read that guy's book, you'd know what he'd been through to get to where he is today. Do you know what I mean? So there's no excuses, people out, people. There's no excuses, man. Whether or not you had a shit childhood, whether or not you blame the world for every everything that's happened to you in life, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because you've got now. You've got the decision to make right now. And there's people out there well worse off. Like I heard a story about, who, who was speaking about this? Tony Robbins talks about a guy, like there was two guys, Got got caught in a, in at war. Got put in a box, six foot seven foot box. Couldn't move for years, for like five to six years. One of them lost the plot. He ended up he ended up dead. But the other one used that time, and he went through every single memory he could think of in his life, and relived his whole life in his mind. Do you know what I mean? And come out of there, come out of that box stronger than ever. Do you know what I mean? So it's like there's just, there's there's not there's, there's not there's no excuse. You either want it or you don't. Yeah. You know what I mean. You want it or you I don't. Hundred percent. Like something I say to people all the time is like, "What's happened to you might not be your fault, but it is your responsibility 
And like we can all, everyone's got a fucking story. Everyone's got something that they could lean on that they could get. I can give it that bullshit about me being lonely and me being on the pot and all that shit. I could give that excuse if I wanted to, and it might make me feel better for a little bit. But I think people just buy their own shit so much that it almost becomes second nature, and they almost believe the lies they start to tell themselves. And they do. Sorry for putting in, but like it, it, the thing is, right? Once you take ownership. For any given situation, right, whether or not like it, it, you made it, or you know it was it was out of your hands. As long as you hold on to that, you're gonna hold on to whatever feeling is associated with that. Whether it was it was sad, whether it was a sad event, or whether it was anger. As long as you keep hold of the event, you're gonna hold on to that emotion. Whereas once you take responsibility, you let go of the emotion. Because you're responsible. You can't blame anyone else. So you can't hold on to the emotion. And then that's when you can then heal from it. And then you can move forward. So you have to just let go. Do you get what I mean? Like, completely cut off from it. Take responsibility. Take ownership. Yeah, it was out of my hands. Yeah, it did cause me pain. Yes, it did hurt me at the time. But now, I, I, I'm here. I'm responsible to, for my response to this. So I take ownership and I move on. And it's easy to say, it's easy to say, and it really is, but it's possible to do. Do you know what I mean? It's. I think a lot of people, they're not exposed enough to, to this knowledge as well, because there's, like, Bob Proctor had a seminar and, uh, born rich in 1972, and I listened to it about two years ago, and I'm like, it's, it blew my mind. It absolutely blew my mind, that, that seminar, like, the amount of knowledge that that guy is just delivering, right? And I'm like, wow, this 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 was this was common knowledge in 1972. Like, why have we not ever heard of all this stuff? Do you know what I mean? Why? Like, it, and it weren't until lockdown come, we still would have probably been asleep to most of this. Do you know what I mean? A lot a lot of the knowledge that's out there, it's like what. So there's one for you and anyone else that listens to this. Bob Proctor, born rich is one of the most, like, knowledgeable couple of hours you will ever listen to, ever. And if you like to run, bang it on and just run. Do you know what I mean? Just listen to podcasts and running. It's a great way, like, you're getting, you're getting best of both worlds, you know what I mean? And because you, you, like, like you were saying before, um, after mile eight, you start to feel good. Well, because it takes time to get in flow, maybe not eight miles, but... Your body, you becoming, you you naturally running is the best place for me to. Well, I think in general is to find that state of flow. Do you know what I mean? Where not on not on matters, you're just running and you're just in line and everything's in sync and you're just balanced and harmonious. You're in it's harmonious. You know what I mean? So yeah. once once you're in that high, like that elevated state as well, running. I think you take more of what you're listening to in as well. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't listen to music when I run at all anymore. Like, even in a 10-hour training run, I, I just listen to, I'll just sit with my thoughts and be, again, just be in, in flow. And because that's when your best ideas come. So this is the people who are sitting there on the couch and they're like, oh, my life is so shit. I hate this. It's like, well, just fucking move your hands at least, you know what I mean? <laughs> and you'll and, and you get a bit of energy coming from it. So, yeah, I went on a little yeah. bit, but I've just got, like, so much that I feel like I can share with people. It's just crazy, man. 
Yeah, that's good, lad. That's good. That's that's what we want. Like that's what what I've got you on here for because you've got that mindset and it's it's different to a lot of people. So what I mean, and it's it's intriguing. And I think like what you mentioned there about the running without music, it allows you to almost become bored, and boredom is a good state to be in because we're so occupied all the time that we constantly feel we've got to be listening to something, we've got to be doing something. Where you will know for a fact when you are bored, you get your best ideas. Like when you're bored, that's when the, your mind starts being creative because it's got no source of external stimulus. You create your own stimulus. And I find if I ever need to think of something for work or for business, it ends up being in the shower or it ends up being on a run because they're the two times where I'm stood there and there's fuck all else going on. And I think that is a, a really, really important message. I wanted to... Uh, I wanted to sign you off with a bit of a fun question. I'm asking to all the coaches on here. So, what is the funniest thing that has happened to you as a coach in your fitness career? Anything to do with fitness whatsoever? What is the one standout, hilarious moment for you? Right, well... (laughs) So, this is like... I'm going to say this because it's hilarious. So, like, it's more... It was on like a spiritual, like, spiritual, so basically I went and done this thing, it's called the sweat lodge, right? So, so basically, <laughs> uh, let me cross my legs here, because, get all spiritual on me, lad. No, no, <laughs> so it went, <laughs> so basically, you know, I was on, I was on like a, um, like a personal development course, it was like 12 week course with Martin Bone, Martin Bone's never four. Brilliant day, brilliant course. Anyway, so we on one of the days we done a thing called the sweat lodge. Now sweat lodge. Have we got time for this? Yeah, I'll tell the it. I'll tell the story because it's a fun, it's a boss story, and I'll, I'll I'll give an insight to what sweat lodge is because it's really good, powerful stuff. And um, whether or not <coughs> you feel like you're spiritual or not, you know what I mean. Um, so a sweat lodge is it was like a native Indian tribe called the Red Arrow tribe years ago. When we were going to war before war, and you go to like war with the the, um, the cowboys and all that, they they do a festival called the Sundance Festival, right? So, the Sundance Festival is the the they build the lodge, right? So like nothing can get in, nothing can get out. They dig a big hole in like in the in the ground. Yeah, we do it. I did it on a farm over the water. So. They dig a hole in the ground and then they build like a, a little like poncho style, probably fits 20 people in, you know what I mean? All wood tied together and then you, they put like little bits of carpet on the inside and then they like put like a big tent and then like an army, big naughty yeah. tent. Nothing gets in, nothing gets out. So dig a hole out the ground and they burn rocks, big rocks like that for hours on a big fire. So it's like the hottest sauna you've ever been in in your life you know what I mean so like in preparation for this so the Sundance Festival what they do is they'd get in the lodge it's like probably last an hour and a half in the lodge you do four rounds of like 15 to 20 minutes and then they say like a prayer to like the, the like the spirit of the north east south and west east south and west sorry so it'd be like a prayer to the elders prayer to the younger ones to men and women and all that to win so they put like 10 rocks in you know what I mean? And then swill it with water and shut the door. And it's really hot. And you can't see a thing, you know what I mean? 
So, like, you'll be in it for, like, 15, 20 minutes, but then you'll, everyone will, like, do a little share about, like, you know, like, just, like, what's going on, people in the world, you know what I mean? So, anyway, it's intense. It's it's one of, the like, the most powerful experiences I've had. But on this day, going to this lodge, <laughs> he said, so we've all got the guests there and all that, and he's like, look, go and find... Go and find a place. Now, bear in mind, I turned up to this in, like, a nice tracky, like a knobhead, and I had a pair of pride trainees on for some reason. Right? Don't ask why, because I don't, I don't like, dress like that anyway, but this one day, like, old me bought these pride and had these pride trainees on something, and they're like, right, go and find somewhere for 20 minutes and just go and have, like, a little meditation and just sit quietly, like... So I found this big fucking oak tree, right, over a big swamp, right? So I'm like, I'm, just, I'm looking at this tree going, right, I want to get up that tree. So I jump on this fucking big branch on this tree, right, over a swamp, and the fucking thing snaps, right? <laughs> and I'm talking like I've leaped up, grabbed hold of it hanging over the swamp, put wrap my legs around and it just snaps. Right? I'm in I'm like full coat tracky. I'm in this swamp, fully submerged, <laughs> backwards, like couldn't like had all leaves and all that in my mouth, all oh, that I just stood up like green, just oh well, we're gonna have experiences. And I walked back over and I was like covered in all this green. I'd like lilies all like big leaves all over me. Uh, yeah. That was it. Lesson for that, that, didn't it. That was my lesson. Just just go and sit on the grass, Jordan, and just relax, you know what I mean? Just be a normal lad instead of trying yeah. to scream at three next to That's it, lad. So, yeah, that's uh, my story, lad. Yeah, that's it. Fucking hell. Yeah. Boss, boss. Right, we'll end it there, lad. Um, I think this has been a, a boss conversation, to be honest. I think loads of people will take loads and loads of money from this. So, thank you very, very much for coming on, no lad. I've proper enjoyed yourself. Uh, it's been a pleasure, nice and uh, we'll get you on again in the future. Keep it up, lad. Nice yes. to chat to you. Nice to chat. See you later, brother. Bye, bye, lad.